The following audio is from the chapel at Fishhawk. More information about the chapel at Fishhawk is available at www.thechapelfh.org. The title of today's message is The Least Popular Sermon Ever. If you love food, say me. <laughs> if you just love fasting, which means voluntarily not eating, say me. Nobody? Nobody? No, no, we're in the South. Southish, I call Florida. Um, I know y'all like your food. Uh, fasting is one of the most untalked about, underpracticed spiritual disciplines, I think, in the modern church. And it has not always been this way. A story that captivated me, changed the course of my view on fasting, is found in the Gospels. And it appears a little bit differently between the two Gospels, but here's what's going on. The disciples, the followers of Jesus, encounter a boy who has a demonic presence, an unclean spirit in him. And they're, they're trying to cast it out, get out, be healed, be made right, and they can't do it. And you can imagine a scene where a father is watching his son, and it's not working. These guys who have been doing amazing things, who have been casting out demons, these followers of Jesus who are given power to heal people of diseases, and it's not working. Then Jesus shows up, and he just says, get out. And the demon leaves. And the disciples get Jesus away in the corner, and they say, why couldn't we do it? You gave us power. You said that we could do what you do. And he said, this type only comes out by prayer and fasting, which means there are certain things in your life that can only have the power of God activated upon them for the, whatever the mysterious reason is through prayer and fasting. Now, here's what I'm going to say straight out of the gates. Fasting is hard. Fasting, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's not about running fast, moving fast, ordering your fast food. It's about saying, I, I'm going to not eat solid foods so that in the midst of my hunger, in the midst of my weakness, I'm going to use those as flags in my life that say, look to Jesus instead. Look to God instead. I'm going to use the time where I would normally eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And instead of eating, I'm going to commit those times. I'm going to buy that time back and give it to the Lord in prayer and reading the Scripture. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. I eat way more than three times a day. I know some of you are thinking that. I know that there are other issues at hand here. There are people that have medical conditions. If you are diabetic, if you have hypoglycemia, do not do this. Go see your doctor. I am not a doctor. My wife won't let me get more student loans. Not that I would do that one anyhow. If you have struggled with eating disorders and you're thinking, yes, a church-wide fast is what I need to lose that last three pounds. Don't. There are other things you can fast from. The Bible, as a matter of fact, says that uh, married couples can fast from sex to devote themselves to prayer. All the guys say, amen? No amens on that one, guys? Weak. Looks like i got to do a Song of Solomon series soon. That's the sex books for those of you who don't know in the Bible. There's a whole book devoted to sex, and it's explicit and graphic and beautiful. So today we're going to talk about fasting. I'm going to read our text, and we'll pray and just dig into this beautiful topic. Mark 2, verses 18 to 22. 
Now John, this is John the Baptist's disciples, and the Pharisees were fasting. They were not eating food. And people came and said to them, why do John's disciples fast and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom, that's Jesus, is taken away from them. And then they will fast in that day. No one sews a new piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it. The new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed. And so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. You're like, what is all those wineskins, patches? Here's the thing. There is a way to fast in Christ for Jesus that is new. And the, the Pharisees and the followers of John the Baptist, they were trying to put old practices on the new way of being because Jesus was now there. When you fast, it will be hard. When you fast, you'll run into opposition, which is why, why we need to pray going into this because some of you are already getting hungry as I'm talking about not eating. So, Father, we come before you Lord, knowing from your word that, that you have ordained fasting for a particular purpose, to unlock particular actions and powers from heaven down to earth. Lord, some of this is a great mystery, but some of this is just plain, simple warfare within us. So I pray for the warfare that is going to begin waging. I pray for the hunger pangs that will hit in this sermon. I pray for those who are going to fast from other things this week like social media or news or entertainment and the thought that it is in, it's impossible to do, Lord. I pray that they will recognize that all things are possible because it is you who strengthen us. I pray that we would see your powers unlocked this week, that answers to prayers we've been seeking would be answered because perhaps, just perhaps, Lord, there are a number of our prayers in this room that are waiting in a storehouse to which the key of unlocking is prayer and fasting, like the boy in the stories of the Gospels. So open up our minds to learn and grow today. In Jesus' name, all God's kids said, amen. Jesus, when talking about fasting, says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they've received your reward. But when you fast, no, notice he says, but when you fast. He doesn't say if you fast. The real reason I think that churches don't talk about fasting is because if you don't know this, pastors are a sucker for free lunches. We are. It's just the truth. People will message me, hey, you want to go out to lunch? And I'll be like, I don't know, in my head. And then the next message will say, my tree. I'm like, oh, I'm so down. Schedule's wide open. Some of you are that way as well. I can tell. I've seen you eat before. That's not a body type thing. That's a I've seen some of you eat before thing. I've gone out to pizza with some of you. I've eaten tacos with others of you. I've seen the way some of you look at food or think about food when I talk about it from here. Like uh, when I was doing that crazy vegan thing. By the way, last week I was very tired. People gave me all sorts of stuff after the service. I got these cool little energy pill things. It was like, try this. I was like, I will. 
But then someone said, you might be iron deficient. You might have gone for so long without iron and had a little bump that you might just need some red meat. And I thought, that's probably true. And when I got home, there in my fridge, a gift from my mother-in-law was an iron supplement in the form of a bone-in ribeye. So I took an iron supplement ribeye on Sunday. I had an iron supplement filet on Monday and Wednesday. And I had beef pho on Monday. Every day this week I've had beef. I feel incredible. I feel so good I'm ready to go hunt with my bare hands. This idea of fasting, I know, is difficult. But Jesus says, when you fast, and don't look gloomy. Don't be like, oh, I'm fasting. It's so, I'm so spiritual. Some of you fast for health reasons because fasting has a a myriad of amazing health benefits. If you don't know this, like unrelated to the spiritual component of fasting that we're going to talk about, when you fast, it takes about 72 hours for your body to clear out almost every damaged cell in your gut and refresh all of your intestines, your stomach, your esophagus. It has amazing things. Fasting has been studied in relationship to cancer treatments, where people are called to fast before undergoing treatment because it begins destroying cancerous cells before the chemotherapy or radiation. All of these things have amazing benefits. Now, today I want to talk about the reality of fasting, not only what it does to you physically, but why we do it. Because, let's all be honest, you've known someone or there's someone in your life that when they don't eat, they could skip one meal. They get what we call affectionately hangry. Anyone got a hangry person in their life? Yeah, you knew who to point to. I knew it. Don't look at each other right now. My favorite thing is right now, like, one of the couples, I'm not going to call you out, but you were like this. The wife went and the husband went. And the wife went, and I'm like, maybe you're both hangry. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. You're both guilty. When you fast, whether it's, and this is primarily regarding food fast in the Bible. So there's, in Corinthians 7, mentioning of fasting from sex, of which I think that some people might become angry. And then fasting from food, you drink water, clear liquids. If you've never done it, start small. During one of the hardest moments of my life, I remember um, I was young and dumb, and uh, now I'm just middle-aged and dumb. I had, a, I had something I needed from God, and I had read that passage about some things being answered by prayer and fasting. And in the Bible, I was still new to Christianity. I was about three years in, so I had read over and over, like Moses fasted for 40 days, Jesus fasted for 40 days, when they needed something from God, when they needed to have their soul prepared and purged and refocused. So I said, God, I don't know what I'm going to do in this situation. I'm just going to fast. And I didn't know what to choose or not choose because no pastor had ever preached about it. So I just said, 40 days seems like a good number to shoot for. That was dumb as a young person. But God has a way of carrying you through things that you think you can't make it through. It can be done, and you can live. I don't recommend that anyone does that today. I do recommend that we all fast this week. Maybe you'll be like Daniel and and fast from particular foods. And this is not a weight loss fast. The weight that you lose from fasting, you will gain back, I promise. This is a fast to do one thing in particular, to zoom in on the spiritual battle 
that is at war within you. Let's see if this works. I've never tried it live before, but I practiced it right before this service. Okay. Did it work? That is amazing. Let's choose a different color because colors. It's a red eye and a yellow eye. Okay. You're made up. Each person in this room is made up of two primary components. Sorry, this is more preaching, teaching than preaching. You're made up of body, which we're going to write over here, and soul. If it works. Your body and your soul. You're, you can't separate them. They are intertwined. When you go to heaven, uh, there's speculation about what happens, but we know when the second coming of Christ is here, we get what are called resurrection bodies, a body that is like his, a body that is free from the presence of sin. And if you're new here, there are three aspects to salvation, and it's important that you break this down. We have been, past tense, saved from the penalty of sin. We are presently being saved from the power of sin. We call that growing in Christ. And one day when Jesus returns, we will be saved from the presence of sin. But today, the presence of sin still exists in this world. Today, there are still illnesses and cancers. Today, there are still foster children and orphans and widows. Today, there are still the poor who are trampled and marginalized. Those are the things. We all know this, right? It's today... The effects of brokenness are throughout our world. I love, um, I love raspberries. We get our raspberries from Costco. If you're a Costco family, you've, you've shared in this plight because you get a big tray of raspberries. And when you get home, you'll open it. And what do you sometimes find in your beautiful, delicious raspberry tray? One of them looks like a Muppet and grew fur. Now you have two options when you find a moldy raspberry. Feed it to your children and just pretend it never happened. Throw it in a smoothie with some green stuff to make it all disappear. Or take it back to Costco and get a new pack of raspberries. Some of us are wondering, okay, we're body and soul. There's sin in us, in your body specifically. It's attached in within your body. The reason for fasting is because right now, as you sit here, there is a battle that is going on where your body, your flesh, the Bible calls it, is attacking to get victory over your soul. And the soul is fighting to get victory over the sinful flesh within you. We call this spiritual warfare. Paul put it very eloquently, and I hope you can relate to this. Paul, the apostle, says, I know what I should do, and I don't do it. I know what I shouldn't do, and I keep on doing it. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. We had the funniest thing yesterday, and I didn't ask permission for this, so I hope they don't get mad at me because they're here. But um, there's a couple getting married. So don't look around, but they're here. And there's a couple times where <laughs> I was giving them a hard time. Like, how are you getting married? Are you excited? Because <laughs> I, love, I love marriage. I think it's beautiful. Two people get together, and then they... They have the opportunity to make babies where, like a woman, you get to grow a human inside you. I think that's the most miraculous thing. And then uh, one of the things in marriage is that, like, you, you sacrifice for the other person. Like, if you're going to get a water bottle or a Coca-Cola, 
you get one for the you offer, right? Some of you guys have been married for like more than 15 years. They're like, what, you do that? Yes, you do, you do that. Today I, uh, I saw, yesterday I saw, and I've done this 100,000 times. I'll just pick up myself. I've done things just not even thinking about my wife and kids. Just like get something. I'll make a whole dinner just for me. And Amy's like, you're going to cook food for yourself and not the kids? Apparently. <laughs> this morning, a husband walked in, and, and his family was behind him. And I went to shake his hand. And I was the cause of this. So he let go of the door, and our doors are heavy, to shake my hand. And I'm like seeing this whole scene unfold because his door is crushing his wife and children. And she just looks at him. Hey, you let that close on me? And I was like, it was my fault. And she goes, no, it wasn't. It was his fault. I said, you're right. I'm gone from this conversation. (laughs) Y'all hangry. (laughs) Here's why you fast. Because your sin and your flesh are battling right now. And what you do is you take food. Food is something we all need. It is a good gift from God. But right now, your, your flesh, your sinful flesh can attack your spirit. It can distract you from what you are being called to do and to pay attention to and to live like. So what you do is you take food and you just get rid of it. What is your body going to do when you get rid of food? Is it going to keep fighting this battle? No, because guess what your body wants more than fighting that fight? Your sinful flesh needs something to stay alive. A couple things, food and water. You take away food, enter hangry. This past Thursday, I was at an event, and it was cool because it was free food, so you know I'm down. And we go up to this buffet line, and I'm like, they're serving prime rib. And I was hungry. I had done one of those things where, like, you just don't eat that much that day. Like an eating championship, you drink a bunch of water, so you stretch out your stomach, and you could crush whatever they have. I was that ready for this. So I get to the front of the line, and I'm like, yes, yes, because he's just cutting off, and he's being generous with his servings. Derek is right in front of me. And the guy looks at Derek, this Derek right here. It says, you get a man-sized serving. So A, I'm thinking, dude, this guy's sexist, but I'm pumped because I'm a man. So he puts this pile of meat on Derek's plate. And I even joke with him. He could hear me. I say, oh man, that's so much food. I'm twice as big as he is. That was my social cue to the meat cutter. Give me more. I'm hungry. And then he goes to the other side of the line and he serves some women and gives them Women's size portions. Not me. I wasn't being sexist. This guy was. But then he comes back to my side of the line after he gave Derek the man size portion. He gave me the smallest amount of prime rib of anyone in that line. One spoonful covered up all my prime rib. Spoonful of horseradish could just cover the prime rib. And I was defeated. I couldn't ask for more because I thought this must mean that's how manly I look. It's like he knew I was a vegan a month ago. So I go back, to, and I was defeated. I sit down. My wife got hers, and she got twice as much meat as me. And I'm like, he thinks that she's more manly than I am. And we're there, and Amy could tell I'm, I'm distressed. I'm eating my, like, one bite of prime rib, just potatoes. And, uh, and I'm so hungry. My stomach is going wild. Like, not wild enough for them to hear. I don't think they heard it. Maybe they did, and they were just being polite. But my wife was like, what was that? And I was like, yeah, I'm hungry. And my stomach is just like, And she just slid a piece of prime rib over to my plate from her golden stash of prime rib gods. 
to my meager, tiny Tim-looking Christmas portion. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving me such an amazing wife. Cue 30 seconds later. Oh, my wife is just sliding it over. God, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's the most sour, bitter eating of prime rib I've ever had. But what happens when you don't have food, you become consumed by it. Here's what you do with fasting. You cross out the food. You get rid of it, and your, your flesh, your sinful flesh now will say, we can't fight this battle here because if we don't pay attention and get this person to eat food, we die, and then it's all over because then we, the soul goes, and it's with Jesus and resurrection body. We don't exist. So we got to get food so that we can keep fighting this battle. This is what fasting is. You cut out the food, and every time your body says, feed me, you say, no, because man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and all of the time that you would give to food, you now give to following the Lord, to praying, to seeking his word, to asking God to answer things that have been eluding you for many years or months or days or whatever it is. Fasting is what Jesus did when he went to the desert. And I think people have preached this wrongly. People preach that Jesus went and fasted for 40 days and then Satan was up and they're like, ah, now he's weak and hungry. Let's go down and get him when he's the weakest. I don't think that's what went down. Jesus knew and knows what fasting does. It increases your reliance upon God. I think Jesus knew the temptation was coming, so he fasted in 40 days to strengthen his soul and to weaken his flesh so that in the moment when Satan came, Jesus was laser sharp. And the, the main reason when I came to that conclusion is because on day 34, 35, 36, 37, and I, like I said, I do not recommend that you do this without medical attention. Like start small. But fasting, even for, for a day, a day you'll find the wrestle. Your body will be screaming, and you'll say, I'm just going to pray. Every time your body says hungry, you say, that means I'm supposed to pray for, for whatever it is on the list. And we have a, in the bulletins this week, there's a list on Monday that we're going to pray for together as a church family. On Tuesday, you're going to fast from, fill in the blank of what you're fasting from, because some of you can't do food. Some of you, if you're like me, I don't know about you, but me this week, I'm going to put multiple things in these blanks because one of them that's in every blank is news. I am so exhausted with news because last week I was glued to the news. This week I'm fasting from news. I'm not going to read it, watch it, YouTube, go on Facebook. I'm going to abandon it. I don't want to see the news. Every time that I would normally read the news, I'm going to spend that time, that's additional time. I'm buying that time back for prayer and reading the scripture. Food is a very powerful one because your body needs it to live. Some of you need things to live like entertainment. You think, I couldn't go, I couldn't go two days without Hulu, Netflix, etc. Don't worry, I'm not asking you to fast today. I know it's Sunday football and we all have the gods that we worship. Go worship your gods. My gods have a terrible record this year. But at least we're not the Browns. That's how, never mind. You fast from food so that your body says, I need this. And in that moment, it allows your spirit to go on full attack mode. And your spirit begins taking over this spiritual battle. I could do blue for that. I did a bunch of red. Your spirit, your soul takes over. While your body is focusing on you to eat, your spirit now can go in. And it's like attacking from 
behind the enemy lines because your body says, we need food or we're going to die, and your spirit says, gotcha. This is why we fast. You can fast from food. If you do, start small. Don't aim for the outfield. If you've never fasted, don't be like, 40 days, that's it for me, I'm in. Don't, you will die, potentially. Plan what you will do in lieu of your eating times or in lieu of your social media cutting out times or in lieu of your entertainment times. Plan what you will do. Consider how it will affect others. If you have lunch with someone every day of the week from work, it will be weird if one day you just cut out and they're like, where did they go? And you're just over there like a monk. just It'll, They'll be weirded out. Tell them I'm, we're doing something with our church. It's not because I hate you. We're just doing this thing because I want God to unlock and activate some things in my life to, to answer some questions. And, and fasting, just so you know, is not leveraging God's arm. It's not like God's like, if you fast, then you got me and I have to answer. No. Fasting is just, there's this mysterious supernatural power attached to it. And I, I believe it comes because there's a clarity when your body is focusing, your sinful flesh is focusing on the need for food and your spirit can consume so much. And for those of you who have fasted, you know this, not even just spiritually, but biologically. If you fasted for health reasons, after about day three or four, your mind gets laser sharp, like laser sharp. And everything's slower because you're tired. Tying your shoelaces becomes laborious, but it's amazing. And, and when it's when it's paired with and surrounded by and saturated with a focus on prayer, there is a laser-sharp, methodical, spiritual momentum unlike anything else that I, I've ever experienced. If you can't do that, think of the different types of fasting. That's why there's blanks for each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And, and those prayers on each day are just for us to pray for the same thing. So church-wide, we're all going to fast from something and pray for the same thing. You can keep praying for other things each day. Some of you are going to say, why didn't you put pray for the nation? Because I'm sure a lot of y'all are already doing that. But Monday is, I'm fasting from, fill in the blank, to pray for the return of Christ and for his church to be ready and eager. Some of you will be fasting from things that will free up a lot of time. The average American watches some sort of television entertainment for six and a half hours per day. So if you fast from that, you just became a monk. You just got six hours of free prayer time or foot rubbing your wife, whatever one it is. Use your hunger for whatever you're fasting from to focus on Jesus. Don't just use your hunger and pine and whine about it. Every time you feel a desire to, whatever the thing you're fasting from, go check your Facebook, eat a burger, eat a burrito, obviously, I'm hungry. Use that as a reminder to say, it's Jesus time. It's Jesus time. This is, a, this is the least popular sermon ever because it's, it's a hard sell. It's, it's something where I can tell you, Jesus fasted to be spiritually sharp and ready for temptation. Ezra sh fasted to, to shepherd and care for his people and have God bring in answers that Israel were looking for. In the book of Acts, the, the people fast to appoint new leaders, so they had a big decision to make about who, which way someone's going to go. Maybe you're thinking, do I take this job or that job? Fast and pray. I've got this big proposal. I don't know what to, how, to, how to complete it at work. Fast and pray. 
I have to have this tough conversation with my teenager, fast and pray. Maybe for you, fasting starts with one meal. Maybe for you, Monday, I'm fasting from lunch. And that's, that's it. Just to feel the sensation of your flesh saying, feed me, and your spirit saying, let's take the reins of this person and rush them to the throne of God in dependence on him. It's in those moments where God, I believe, will unlock certain things that have been locked. It's not magic. It's not twisting God's arm. It's just another component of spiritual disciplines, like reading your Bible, like prayer, like serving, like giving, fasting. I'm not ever going to make shirts that say, make fasting great again, because they won't sell. You would sell them, but would you buy them? Will you fast from video games all week? <laughs> I know you. <laughs> so what will you fast from? You have today to talk about it, think about it, pray about it. And then uh, if you didn't get a bulletin, we might have some left. Just grab one and, and fill it out. Put it on your fridge. Be intentional. If you have questions about fasting, text them into me. Grab my card. You can shoot me a text. Someone already texted, how, how do I do it? Do I do clear juices, no juices? Text me any questions you have. I've, I've fasted often. If you have any health condition whatsoever, and even if you don't, but you might, see a doctor first. Uh, it's, it's helpful because this is a shock to the body if you do food. If you're doing other things, it can be a shock for your emotions and your attention span. But let's do this together. We good, church fam? Going to fast this week? I'm going to fast this week. Make sure the Bible says it's a command. When you fast, Jesus says, anoint your head with oil. That means shower. Don't forget to shower and brush your teeth. There's nothing funkier than a funky mouth fast. If you've been married to someone that's fasted, you know exactly what I mean. Amen, Mindy, Amy, Damon, Sharon. Some of you guys have fasted. That's why you're laughing. Let's pray. Father, you are good and your love endures forever. Lord, specifically, I'm, Lord, we're coming to you as a church body, but then, Lord, we are coming to you as an individual, as your sons and daughters. There are things in this room that people have been praying for for years and decades that have gone unanswered. I pray that you would show off your power this week, that you would put it on display. Lord, I pray for those, for those prayers that almost seem like they're too, too far gone. Praying for the healing that we thought we had prayed for enough, Lord, but maybe this is the week. And God, I will never give up. I will never give up praying for those in my life who don't know you. I will never give up praying for the healing of those in my life who are suffering because of a disease or a cyst or whatever illness it is or ail. God, help us to give our lives to you this week, to put aside those things that weigh us down and to run towards you. God, it's going to be hard for some people. Grant them strength. Not just moderate strength, Lord. Some of us in this room will need resurrection level power and strength to get through one day. So I ask in the name of Jesus that you would supply us with that. And it's in his name that we ask all these things. All God's kids said, amen.